Hi everybody, welcome to the Blue Post Podcast. My name is Kelly. We're filming a special project that we hope to show you guys soon. But in the meantime, we're gonna be talking about our first impressions of the new Wonder Woman movie. I'm gonna be joined by James, Logan, and Charles. And then we'll also have a new segment called Showdown for you guys to check out right afterwards. So have fun. So we all have just seen in the past few days, Wonder Woman. We're not really gonna discuss so much the DC Extended Universe. That's actually, if we talked about that, it would probably take up the entire podcast. So we're gonna mainly just concentrate on our initial thoughts and impressions of the Wonder Woman movie. For me, in like a real quick nutshell of what I think of the movie, overhyped, but still really good. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like there were all these reviews that came out and Rotten Tomatoes was giving it like certified fresh and all these things and critics love it. And I'm like, okay. And I went in going, no, it's not that. Like, it's it's better than the, the previous DC films, which we're not going to get into, but I still think that there's a lot of areas where it falls really flat and it doesn't quite meet expectations. Like, Wonder Woman's character kind of struck me as very much like Superman, where there, I, I feel like in the movie there aren't really that many times where she can't do whatever she needs to do. Like, she sort mm -hmm. of comes into the story, means there's sort of like the training as a child, which is fine, but mm -hmm. then, like, kind of from adulthood on, she's always capable, and there's not really any growth to her, because she is kind of, like, yeah. a demigod, and, like, Superman, it's, like, that gets a little uninteresting sometimes, yeah. because they are sort they of fail. invincible, yeah. right? and it's, like... She even gets shot, and she might even bleed, but she's healed almost instantly, so there's no yeah. real... I think the, the the struggle for her was the emotional one. Because I think in, in, in that fight with Ares at the end, she could have very easily gone the other way. I mean, of course she wasn't going to because it's a movie. You could kind of see, like, well, no, I kind of see where he's coming from. I, you know, she, I, I could see how she would buy into that kind of yeah. a, and destroy I mean, all humans. I thing. really liked the supporting cast mm -hmm. like the kind of three guys I like that too. who were kind of like with her kind of going on the mission because they were kind of bad at their jobs and they mm -hmm. were sort of struggling and it was nice to sort of have you know to kind of offset her kind of perfectness and her kind of unwavering bravery it was sort of nice to have like <laughs> real people there who kind still of had this unwavering bravery and were willing to risk their lives well, that, where, and for her it was never but a it was risk like, of her life it's, exactly it's like it's not really brave if you don't have anything to lose and yeah. they had a lot to, I mean they'd already lost a lot in the past and now they sort of have you know well and I think they, left. those characters kind of proved to teach Wonder Woman about humanity right because mm -hmm. she goes okay what's wrong with this guy I thought you said he was like a great marksman and they're like oh yeah he's kind of got these issues of PTSD I'm assuming you know but then she sees him singing and like you know he has this other side to him and so it's she learns that it's not just about being a warrior and being like strong in battle like that there's this other layer to to mankind right yeah. like which is really cool which is why I like those characters too um, I think on the Motley crew supporting cast um, front, I actually did not I like know, them. Yeah. Oh, really? I didn't like them. I, I thought they were all um, very strong cliches. It was like the Irish guy with the kilt who fans it in front of the fire. And then there's like the medicine man who doesn't speak English that great and is kind of a stereotype too. And, and then there's like the Sala guy, but he's not fat. He's just different, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and so he's like, he, right, he's French. French right. yeah. I feel like that was my biggest criticism of the movie in general was that there was a lot of really obvious choices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, okay. I saw that coming a mile away. There was mm -hmm. no... I guess, surprises right. in the plot characters. And I would even say writing even in the dialogue to me was 
very flat. It fits yeah. right in with everything in the DC universe. You know, because that was one of my big complaints with Suicide Squad was I'm just like, this dialogue is weird and it doesn't make sense and everything is boring and it just kind of goes along. It's something that I've noticed in the other DC films is they always have the scenes that you're supposed to have in the movie, yeah. mm-hmm. but they've never actually earned their way to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's two thirds of the way through the movie. The hero needs the break from the rest of her team. Mm-hmm. Dude, okay, I, we've done that scene. Let's move on. Right. And it was it's like, just, oh, that one guy who you, of course, expect is going to be the bad guy in the end ends up being the bad Like, that was sort of like, mm-hmm. you know, you sort of see that coming yeah. from a, a mile away. Just, right. I don't know why. Because you well, like, like, do not catch that stuff. Even, like, the first time she mentioned, oh, I'm going to go kill the dude. What was his name? Aries. I don't remember. Aries. No, 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 no. The, the, oh, like, the German Maloney guy. Maloney or something? No, it's, it's, the guy who was, like, sniffing the chemicals. Yeah, yeah who was huffing all the time. <laughs> he, like, the, from the moment she was like, I have to go kill him, he's Aries. It was, like, obvious that he wasn't. Right. Because that would be like, too clearly, easy, right? well, I thought there, the I thought there wouldn't actually be an Aries. See, that's what yeah. I thought, too. I was like, like, she's going to figure out that that wasn't anything yeah. to do with it, and maybe she's going to feel betrayed and tricked or whatever. Like, but also, be speaking low. of the German general, he's him and Dr. Poison are so, like, stereotypical mustache-twirling evil. Yes, they like, are. When they th- like, there's a big moment where they throw in the canister of gas into, like, German the German command room because yeah. they want to kill all the other generals and they throw in one gas mask because they don't know that the gas mask won't work. And it's just like, really? Yeah. Do we need the cartoon villains? Well, it's just like, I think you can do things like that, but the way that they would present that setup was very on the nose, right? Everything is like, they have to spell it right out for you. They can't just let you kind of figure it out like contextually while like watching it. Every time I watch a DC movie, it's like, oh, the, they, they literally had up like the, books for screenwriting where it says you need to have this moment mm-hmm. here this, and they literally were like okay let's fill it in fill it in and okay just right, those are no, when the scenes are going to happen and there's no flair there's yeah. no like moment where you know if you're looking at it like a scale it's, it's just kind of going like this there's no moment where it peaks and it dives and you know it's just it's flat everything's real flat but i mean we're dogging on it a lot i mean but what kind of things do we like about it um i liked that it was a lot like captain america yeah, oh, that, yeah, no, I, it, I love that the fish out of water thing is always so much fun. <laughs> like when she's like trying on clothes. It, that, I mean, it, that's another kind yeah. of movie cliche, but yeah. that's a fun. I, know, but I, I agree, always enjoy that mo- it's moment. It's basically in the movie, yeah. DC's Captain America. It was Captain it America. It, it was, was like the Motley Crew who the, joined like, up with the, the French guy. The, like Minus all they needed. Bucky. Minus it's, Bucky, instead right. of the African American, they had a Native American. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It, it, it's just like it, it's it's Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, and and then like <laughs> and the villain like fighting also... in an old war, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. So but okay, so things that I liked about it. I liked the scene where she's fighting in Veld mm-hmm. in the tower or in the in the town itself where she's like, "I'll oh, go like ahead" and like goes in and fuck shit up and blows up the <laughs> the bell tower or whatever. And then all the people are cheering and they love her and like Yeah, the part's cool too, but no, I really I like liked her. I like the payoff too. <laughs> No, I, I I really liked that part. That was that was probably my favorite part because it was like her in action, not just like moving <laughs> forward across no man's land with a shield, which was cool too. But it was I like that, yeah. I like to see her doing things, which was cool. I mean, I kind of like the lead up to that because kind of from the point she arrives in London to then, it's very kind of like. Women can't do this. Women can't do this. Right. Women yeah. can't do this. And it's, you know, of course. Or even, it's not even just women can't do this. It's like, no one can go to the front. No, like, it wasn't, there were even moments true. like that but, where it's like, you can't cross no man's land. It's no man's land for a reason. And I actually was half expecting them to do the, 
I'm no man line, which they think. I know. I was like, I, I, was, I was so waiting ready for, for that it. too. They like, would have too. Like that's the kind of writing that one has. It's just like exactly totally like you would it. expect that line. So it, like they, so, some general be like, no man could do that, and the end of the movie comes in, he's like, no man did. <laughs> But I mean, I think you bring up a good point, James, is that there was a lot of times, almost excessively, I would say, where they're just mm. like, why is there a woman in here? Oh, a woman can't do this. Or like, like I said, it seemed a little excessive at times. You're like, we get it. Like, this is a female superhero movie. It's doing different things. But it's just like, it was a little in the face, I, I mean, guess. And it's, it's sort of like, is is the movie being made kind of for our time or Wonder Woman's time or the time the movie actually takes place? And right. it's sort of unclear sometimes because it yeah. feels like... That's a good point. Feminism from like... Yeah, uh, it's like a kind of old-fashioned feminism mm-hmm. where it's like you don't need a man, like sort of like you're on your own kind of feminism. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's sort of I don't know a little more out of date uh, currently. Yeah. yeah, I feel kind of bad because now that I've sat on the movie longer, because at first I was like that was that was okay, mm-hmm. and then the more like we talked about it for like two hours afterwards, yeah. but the more I just sat on it, the more I was like. Man, there's a lot of things wrong with it. There's a lot of things wrong. I, it, to me, like it, it's a small thing, but like. A lot of the compositing was not very good, and it was very jarring mm. to me. Oh, like, they good. would do excessive slow-mos and these jumps, and I'm just like, it's... Kind of like the, the, the matrix moves. Well, yeah, but the backgrounds look bad. The compositing's off. Well, especially by the end, like, you're just... It's just the CGI-fueled... It's bad. It's... Yeah. And, you know, something that I, I really liked that... I know you disagreed with me on, but we'll see how you feel about it today. Now it's a couple days after. Like, I like that the character was not super-sexualized. Right, like yeah. I did not feel like it was played up. Like, look at her ass. Like, look at her chest. Like, and that's was... some concern, especially the way that the outfit is sort of. Built. Oh God, but I her, hate her outfit. Is always that that style. And it was, and it was like functional, like off of the is. island. It, it is was like everyone's kind of dressed like that, not to be like. But that's how Amazons like, were all, are always kind of depicted, yeah. right? Like, it's not something that they chose in this movie to be revealing, mm-hmm. or you know. But really, my whole thing is, Hephaestus makes this piece of armor for someone to wear and he's like you know what you don't need coverage on your thighs mm. well, like that's like, something it's like, that's the one part of the wonder woman costume that is i'm just like but that's in general that's not this film yeah that's in just, general right. it's like wouldn't she want some sort of leg armor i mean just like video game girl armor it's just bras and underwear you know <laughs> well see so uh, yeah so i still disagree okay i still think she was very sexualized in the film there was a lot of like shots where she would like you know get hit by something and like fall back and do like a stance and it would like pan around her butt or like there was a lot of gratuitous like crotch kicks yeah and they would always be framed in a way to where you're getting like as close as you can but do you think that that's something that like you interpret sexually because to me i was like that's so badass like look at how cool she's like look how strong i think part of it is my armor complaint is like i don't think it would have been a question of are they being sexualized if they actually had armor on their legs. I think for me the thing of it is is like you brought this up that you thought that that was like a distinct part of Wonder Woman's fighting style, which I can agree with, but I also think that it's like how cool would it have been if she didn't have to have that in her fighting style because she's a woman. All the women But why does it matter? I'm saying all women in action movies have like high kicking crotch kicks all Guys the time. Do too, but no, just, no, you, you don't, don't see Superman doing that ever. Not Superman, but like or Batman, never. Who, who, who? Spider Man, maybe because he's like the cape covers the butt. Iron Fist doesn't count. Iron Fist does too count. Okay, fine, Iron Fist, but like <laughs> I'm saying, like in a in a in a feature film, Daredevil does that too. we've seen. 
he doesn't they don't they don't do that kind of stuff they I mean, don't even, do those even fighting Captain America moves. does higher kicks but it's just they can't kick as high you know why not I mean can you kick that high no <laughs> I can't <laughs> I'm just saying like it seems like oh it's gonna be girl fighting let's give her these moves because these are girl fighting moves and she can do punches and whatever too but like it, it felt like an obvious choice again mm. for me See, I, I disagree. And I, I don't know, the, the, the more bigger, like, not sexualized thing that I really took was, and maybe people are going to disagree or hate this that I say this, but I am not a big Black Widow fan because I feel like all she was there for was just to be, like, this idol. Like, right? She's in Iron Man 2, and the first thing that, like, Iron Man says to her is, like, oh, I want one. He's sexualizing her right off the bat. And she it's all about, look at this sexy hair and her, like, little tight butt and kicking around. And, like, that's all she is for the first, like, two or three movies and then she kind of becomes her own thing and she's still not that exciting to me but, like they never did that with this one even when someone would be like oh like she's a pretty one like but they weren't i don't know it just it, the objectifying was not the same right I, I didn't take it that way as a female viewer mm. it just felt a lot kinder that way i think it was like secondhand objectification it was like the characters were doing it but like right. the filmmakers didn't objectify wonder woman but like right. all the characters like that whole sequence where they have to go buy her clothes mm. it mm. was like they did that because she's you know, showing too much skin or whatever. And then, uh, so they want to change her as a person. They want to make her more covered up. And then the other, the secretary says something about like, oh yeah, glasses. That Now she's not the most beautiful woman you've ever seen or whatever. So it's like, there's a lot of that mm-hmm. objectification I- I- inside the universe of the movie, I think. But, but, but as a, as the movie was created, less so. You're right. And that's what, I mean, like I said, for me as a as a female viewer, like I really appreciate that. She's probably my favorite on screen female hero. I'm I'm still holding out for Captain Marvel because I think she's going to be really cool. But just like I I don't feel like Gamora is very exciting. Obviously, Nebula is not very exciting. Scarlet Witch is not very exciting. Like, and I don't I don't like Black Widow that much. Like, I just don't feel like they have a lot there. I think my favorite, other than Wonder Woman, is probably Jessica Jones. Right? Like, she's pretty cool, but she doesn't have a lot of powers necessarily. I guess I feel like. Well, they've been holding back. Right. I mean, you haven't, we haven't seen a lot of it yet yeah. um, because she has a lot of character development and stuff. But just, I think, like, a full-on, like, superhero, like, this was pretty exciting to see, like, a female just being able to go in and have all these really cool action sequences. And I, I know I said to you, what I really liked was that in this fight with Ares, right, he's not holding back. Like, he hits her right in the face. Like, and that's something I feel like sometimes they'll hold back on with, like, a woman fighting, right? Or, like, we were talking about um, the first Guardians of the Galaxy, Gamora is the only guardian that does not get to take a shot at Ronan. The only person she gets to fight is Nebula. It's like a cat fight and it's not very exciting. And to see Wonder Woman take on the main baddie who's a guy and he'll still just kick her, punch her, smash her under things just like you would do to Superman or Batman. Same treatment. Like that's pretty cool for me. The uh the fight with Ares, I was just thinking it sort of feels like it doesn't really need to be there mm, because yeah, she doesn't really defeat it. Like she sort of like she fights this thing. Yeah. But like the effect is not she's not able to fight the effect. And I feel like, you know, after at the end of it, it's sort of like, oh, she kills this or I don't know if she even kills him, defeats, but it's just like defeats yeah. him. And then it's like and nothing changes. Like the war was not like it. It's, that doesn't end the war. Yeah. Right. Well, that's just and 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 like because it is World War One, it's like you know that there's like a even bigger war that's like going to be coming, coming later. There's and like then... it's sort of like the whole thing that she's fighting for is sort of 
impossible. And we never, but she doesn't really get like a new goal. I mean, I know at the end she's sort of like, I will stick around and protect them. But I was like, I don't, I don't know what that, what does that mean? I got that the vibe that this was like November of it's either 1917 1918, but basically the very very last few weeks of the war because they're yeah. all talking about the armistice. Oh, we don't want to risk the armistice. To where her killing Ares wouldn't have ended the war anyway. The war was going to end regardless. Yes. Well, well, no, his plan was that the plane would have been launched beforehand, would have bombed London and caused all sorts of chaos, and the war might have continued, or, like, the fighting might have continued. But really, all that needed to stop then was the plane, which was stopped by Steve Trevor, not Ares, which was stopped by Wonder Woman. And Ares, the effect of Ares was not stopped. Because yeah. Because it's not, like, Ares is sort of like, I don't know what effect Ares has on mankind because it seems like well they they have this little thing where like the Germans lift off the gas masks and they have the big smile while the CGI sun rises in the CGI distance and it's like night to day like yeah yeah. and and I got the vibe oh this is supposed to be you know Ares' effect is changing but I'm like um really because I kind of remember how the next war ends and uh, that's yeah yeah. Yeah. Well, I but I think like bef- like w- without the knowledge of that World War 2 is coming, you know what I mean? Like the reason I think in the that they could explain in the movie, the reason that the war ends right then, the reason that what they you know, they're talking about the armistice whatever is because Ares is defeated, right? Right. I mean, I, I Dr. Poison is still alive. Dr. Poison could go make another fucking batch of whatever to blow up London again, right? Yeah. So there's no reason why it couldn't have just continued. I mean, yeah, they're talking about the armistice and whatever, but the guy who is lobbying for the armistice, who we find out is Ares, is no longer there. So maybe the, the armistice wouldn't have enough support, you know, whatever, if this mystical Ares influence wasn't removed. But if it was this close to the end, we're talking about like months of negotiations, something that they had known in advance, the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. It was set in stone, more or less, by the time that entire confrontation happened. To where, if you look at it, like, I know we're going into the weird historical aspects of the war, but if that fight is happening that late in the war, and his entire plan is, oh, I plan these armistices, but I set in motion all this stuff that's going to happen later... World War II happened because World War I, the treaty, royally screwed over Germany. Sure. Like, that's, you know, an honest assessment of the Treaty of Versailles mm-hmm. is that it kind of royally screwed over Germany. All his work was already done. He didn't need to bomb London. That wouldn't have changed the long-term uh, trajectory mm-hmm. in any way other than maybe the armistice was a little lasted longer and went all the way to 39 instead of sooner. So, so maybe it's that we needed to see a little bit more of, like, in what ways did his powers like corrupt people or in what direction did they shift? Because it seems so like abstract. We're not really sure why he's there to fight her and that's it. Right. Like we don't really understand like what is he trying to gain or what, what areas of like humanity did he try to curb towards war? And and, like you said, with this armistice, like why does he have a bigger ploy? Can he foresee that it's going to lead into world war two? Like what kind of, He mentions that. He says, you know, I'm trying to build this armistice so that it can be broken. Right. So, like, we'll have the armistice, we're going to stop fighting, whatever, 
but then the bomb will come in and it'll seem like the Germans have broken the armistice. It'll create more fighting, it'll create more death, right? That's, I think, what he was well, shooting for. Well, it created for. for immediately, but the armistice still had that effect of leading to the next war. Right, long so, term. Long term. So, yeah, he might have had like a short term goal of causing a fight, but Wonder Woman's killing Ares did not end the war. Mm-hmm. Like, what ended, made sure the war did stay ended is the fact Steve Trevor blew up the plane. Okay. And so that's where I think my entire problem well, with that big fight with Ares is, is it honestly accomplished nothing. Because the one thing that did actually accomplish that end goal of stopping the war was Steve Trevor. Well, throughout the movie, right, you're always arguing about does Ares exist? Like That's, that's what I was That's say the is. whole thing is like... Is is he really there? Is he really affecting things? Like, is she just is she just holding on to this myth? This thing that's not real, right. right? And even toward the end, you're like, uh, did killing Ares even stop anything? And you know, we can make the argument for no, but I think it's like for Wonder Woman, it obviously it mattered, you know. But I would say that because. I don't think it did matter. It undermines her arc. And where I that's where I come into the idea that Steve Trevor was actually the protagonist and the hero of the movie is the fact that he has this ultimate final heroic action that preserves the peace. She just killed a Greek god in a side battle. Well, and I mean, killed, right? Because can you really kill a god? And if he really is the, the god that creates this war in people, like, obviously, if he was actually dead, that would... I mean, I think, he's, I think it would he's, disappear, right? But it didn't, so he's defeated, not... I think but, he's comic book dead, which well, is he's well, dead until he appears in the next movie. But right. then, I mean, they talk about, again, they talk about there's one woman and, and Steve Trevor are talking on the little balcony after she kills the German guy. And he says, you know, like, this is not an Aries influence mm-hmm. thing. This is like a people thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And they can go both ways. And people will kill each other and people will, you know, murder children and stuff like that. Like that is not because of some mystical outside force. That is because of it's inside every person. And so I think, you know, we're, we're seeing that she maybe thinks that she can stop everything magically and she can fix everything and she can make it all good again. And even, and she's the weapon, she's the God killer, you know, but maybe that, we don't get to see her realizing she's wrong, but we all can see it. You know, we're all watching the movie and going, okay, well, obviously not. You know, World War II happened. She didn't really stop the war. It was Steve Trevor who stopped the war because he stopped the plane. You know, we see the realism played with the myth. Well, maybe she does realize it. It's just maybe it's not shown to us as viewers strongly enough. Maybe it's a little bit too vague because like you were saying, you know, she decides, okay, I'm going to stay here and help. And we're kind of like, but why? Like, you're not really talking about what's making you decide that you're going to stay and help. But, you know, maybe it is that, like, she figured out that, you know, that is just how mankind is and that things are going to happen. There's going to be more war and that she wants to be there to help. But it just wasn't conveyed very clearly that she got it. Yes. You and know, so maybe like her, her like actual kind of arc is that she discovers that, like, while she's powerful, she can't really. There's something like, she, she can't can, She do. can, like fight in the war and like not get hit by bullets and stuff but like she can't really change like that trajectory it's right. like too massive like, so, yeah but i feel like it's, but i mean it, it seems like we're we're missing something right like there's something well, that wasn't conveyed very clearly it's us interpreting the 
film based off vague assumptions right. of our own knowledge of the world outside of the movie. Right. Which you could argue is a fault in the film. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that would have been solved if we see her reaction to, like, a newspaper article saying, War declared! Germany yeah. invades Poland! I mean, that could have even been a credit sequence. Yeah, right. like... Of her fighting in World War Two or whatever. Because if we want to ascribe this character growth, we need to see the character growth. We can't just be like... Oh yeah, the other war happened, so she must have it like right. That's you can't an just obvious... you can't just have her say the line like "I'm gonna stay and help." Like we're like okay, but yeah. that, did you did you learn like what like, what brought you to that? It, it might have been a better like framework for the film if instead of working in Paris like modern day, no, that was if, weird. It, if it was very weird, yeah. but like if it was World War Two, and like because it's like these two very similar wars and kind of involving Paris and stuff. Um, if that would have been a better kind of close to the film, like, cause she kind of like hears something and goes off, but like, it's sort of this vague, like yeah. danger that she yeah. has. And like, we don't really know what she's been doing. That's an awful long time to pass. And it feels like she hasn't done anything. Does this, is this movie getting these great reviews because it doesn't have room to fail, right? It's a female director, the first female superhero movie. Nobody wants to see this movie fail. Do we think that that's why it's kind of getting the reviews that it is? I don't think it got its rating because people don't want it to fail. I think if this movie was as bad as the other DC films, it would have been rated as bad as the other DC films. Mm-hmm. There's honestly the rating the the community of people who do movie reviews apparently has no problem telling DC when their movies suck. I maybe it did inflate it, but I don't think it inflated it enough to be like worth tossing out its review. Mm-hmm. I saw this online, so credit to that. But okay. I think the biggest thing is that, like, I wish that this movie, like, had the opportunity to fail, not just on people's opinions, but, like, like if this if this movie had, like, totally tanked, right, and everybody hated it, and it wasn't Certified Fresh, it was Certified Rotten or whatever, like, if that had happened then I think there would have been a certain amount of people, not everybody, but there would be a certain amount of people who went, oh, okay, well, pff, girl movies can't do it. But I think that certain amount of people are going to be saying girl movie to anything. I think that segment of the audience is going to always have a problem the way they would freak out over the fact Heimdall is black. I'm not talking or, about the, the movie viewers. I'm talking about the movie creators. Yeah. The I, people who make the movies, they're going to say, okay, that think- didn't do well. It was the only time we've done a female, a female protagonist superhero uh, movie. It didn't do well. We can't do it again. I'm going to steal this from r slash box office on Reddit. I don't think that's how people would have interpreted it. I think their logic, and I don't remember who said it, but their logic was if this opens to over 100 million, everyone's going to talk about how, look, you can have a female-led film, both in terms of the main character and the director, and it will do just fine. See, we can do it. All this stuff about, oh, the audience isn't there, total hogwash. Which, mm-hmm. honestly, duh. Total hogwash. But if it had gone under $100 million, I think the narrative would have been, look, DC can't make anything. Mm-hmm. I think that would have been the narrative. I think, don't think people would have been like, oh, see, Wonder Woman can't make a movie. I think everyone would have been like, I wonder how well Wonder Woman would have done if it didn't... If it was Marvel. If it was Marvel. Or if they it would have been was... like, well, I guess we'll hold out for Captain Marvel. Then. Yeah. yeah. And so I think Captain Marvel would have had more of that weight on it than this movie. This movie had the whole DC 
shenanigans. Less about a woman, more about is DC capable of making a, yeah. a decent film. But I think you're right that like the movie does come with a, a certain amount of baggage where it's like, if you are a person who would like to see more women like in Hollywood, like behind and in front of the camera, like you, there is some incentive for you to like give it a better review than it might deserve mm-hmm. because you're like, which is sort of pandering, but it's like, I really want this to, you know, succeed. I want the world to like this so that yeah. this will sort of be and like I, the path that we move forward. I feel like I even did that to myself because when we walked out, I was like trying so hard to convince myself that I really, really liked it. And mm-hmm. now that it's been a couple days, it's just like, the and this has happened with every DC movie where I'm like, that wasn't that bad. And then a couple days go by and I'm like, that really wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing that with this movie now where I'm sitting and I'm going, I'm trying to convince myself that this is a pretty good film when it really isn't. It's really not. And I really want it to be because I would love to see a female director, especially leading a female, like, you know, driven film do really well. And it's, I'm glad it's doing well, but it doesn't quite win in, in my books, I guess, even though I really, really want it's, it to. It's like, it's not a bad film. It's, I mean, and it's not a great film. It's just like, it's it was best, fun to watch. But yeah. 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 We're all friends here. Uh, and we don't, argue nearly enough so <laughs> I, I always do with arguing yes I yeah. get along way too so, well yeah far too well you know, if you guys have ever played the game Super Fight you know um, the concept of this segment it's one person or fighter if you will pit against another um, from different places plucked out of their worlds put them in some sort of neutral setting and have them duke it out. This is inspired by Robert. This goes out to you, Robert. Um, he was my manager at my previous job. If you could distract him with something about comic books, he would like leave you alone for 20 or 30 minutes because he would be thinking about it so hard. So I remember one time we were sitting there. I said, oh, gosh, Robert, um, well, who do you think would win, Spider-Man or Darth Maul? And, oh. and he just kind of, for a good five minutes, didn't say anything. And he was, you know, writing on his clipboard or whatever, and he was just sitting there thinking. And I had, like, gone off to go do other stuff yeah. or whatever. And he comes up to me, and he's like, so which Spider-Man are we talking about? And I had completely forgotten. And he was still preoccupied <laughs> like, about it. So here's the matchup. So the matchup is, all right, Mace Windu. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. Versus Aquaman. Circa 1930s Justice League. If he has been recently hydrated, okay. which we're going to say for the purposes of this he is, because otherwise he's, he's just useless. a regular dude. Yeah. If he's been recently hydrated, he has superhuman strength. Okay. Okay. okay? Um, and agility and stamina and the stuff that goes with that. Right. Sure. Um, in addition to the talking to the telepathic... To fish. To fish thing and yeah. all that stuff. They know enough about each other to be wary, right? So Aquaman knows that a laser sword is dangerous. Yeah. Aquaman knows that he has some sort of weird telekinesis yeah. force And Mace Windu knows to And Mace Windu knows that he gets his power from the ocean. The setting is going to determine the outcome yeah, of this fight. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right? So the setting tra- is exactly... I'm trying to make this as fair as possible. So let's say it's an... Uh, it's, it's a peninsula, okay? So there's water on three sides. It's not... It's like a eyesight. mile. Yeah, from water to water. Okay. Right? So, like, they're on land. So, both of them are going to tire out real quick, and they're both going to use up their resources fairly quick, I think. Well, I think the advantage is that Aquaman has a way to replenish, that he can just bolt to the the water and Mm. come back, where Mace Windu can't really do that. Right. But in the time that he would bolt to the water and come back, like, couldn't he meditate? But he's, and, still, like, yeah. but he's fast, right? So, like, how, how long how fast would it we take? Talk? I mean, is it, like, flash? Or is it, like, I mean, no. 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 So, you know, I mean, it still could take minutes for him to run the mile and then run back, right? I mean, how fast did you guys run your mile in high school? 
My... Can we not go into that? <laughs> seven minutes? Seven minutes. Holy okay. shit, that's yeah. really good. So you ran a mile in seven minutes. Yeah. So let's say that a super... Like, how fast is Usain Bolt run the mile, right? Well, we don't know. Probably he's, like, he's like a... Yeah, probably faster. He's the fastest man alive, and any super metahuman is faster than that. Yeah. So I'm going to ballpark two minutes to run a mile. Okay, For, yeah. for the superhero. Sure. You know, why not? So two minutes, it's probably less than that. But two minutes there and maybe a minute back because he's super faster well the water. fastest time anyone's ever run a mile is three minutes 43 seconds okay Dang, so we'll give it we'll give him two minutes then. Right, so okay. yeah. two minutes and then two like, minutes there one minute one back, minute back. Yeah. so that's three minutes of meditation i don't know how much you can get out of that you know i feel like because think about like getting aquaman back in the water is like a hundred percent refresh like that's but, like right that and he also gives, fully charged. Yeah, mace windu opportunity to observe that might also give him an advantage but if he's yeah, like tired, like, like... Yeah. Like, if they're both exhausted, right? If they're well, both, like, if, are we, if we're saying at this point in the fight, they're both had been fighting so long that it is literally Mace Windu's trying to recover? Yeah. Or is it... Well, like, even if he's re- observing, like, he can still recover. It's just a matter of, like, I don't know how much observing you can do in three minutes. Well, and Chris makes life. a good point, though, is that if there's water of any sort that Aquaman can get to, he's going to be fully healed. Like, like the, the fight is fresh again. Mm-hmm. Mace Windu can't do that in that amount of time. Right. He could with more time, but, like... If there was no water Al, not even the mile away, I think Mace Windu has it. But because Aquaman could literally go back and be like, I'm ready to go, fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, Clammy, bro. So like, yeah, if, I mean, But like, then I think ultimately, though, even if Aquaman wins in that scenario, it's going to be barely. Yeah. yeah. It's, close. it's close. No, it's close no matter who yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Unless For sure. you put Mace Windu in the water when we start, then it's not close yeah. at all. <laughs> Another thing yeah. you can think about, too, though, is like, let's say that they're fighting, they get tired, right? Aquaman goes to run to the water. Is Mace Windu going to let him run to the water? That's like clear is he back gonna be able shot. To stop is he going to be able to stop him from running to the water? I don't know. I mean, like. Force? Like. I'm going to be real here. Mace Windu got killed by an old dude. No, he got killed by Anakin pushing out the window. Yeah, he had like two people team up. Yeah, on him, like. he did, but he got killed by not having like not being aware of being his... aware of all threats, right? So you said this is like an island, right? So like, sure. what kind of things are at Mace Windu's disposal in terms of like using the Force? Does he have like buildings that he could move? Does he have like trees? What? Because that's another thing, too, is that if Aquaman goes to run, does he have something he can move to try to, like, block him or throw at him? Mace Windu cannot move a skyscraper with the force. Even if you gave him a huge brick wall to, like, force in the way of Aquaman, it's not going to stop him. So I don't really even... I mean, like, you can throw palm trees at him, you can throw rock, like, huge boulders. None of that's really going to stop Aquaman if he's quick enough to avoid a lightsaber. He's quick enough to avoid a giant falling rock. Right. I think. Sure. And do we know it? I mean, can Mace Windu? I mean, like, and you said the slogan, like, we're, you know, kind of like Vader, where you can grab people with the Force. Is that something that Mace Windu can do or no? It, but is is Aquaman strong enough, or is, is Mace Windu strong enough to, to hold something right. like Aquaman? Exactly. Well, in the fight, though, do you need him to hold it if it's a. What if he just knocks him over? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you don't necessarily need to hold Aquaman if he could just knock him and over does, and get him prone. He does have the advantage of, like, Aquaman turning away and, and running. running. Yeah. Knocks him prone and then force jump. Lightsaber. True. I could see Mace Windu try to grab him early and then Aquaman break out and then him going like... Well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And then Aquaman going, oh, crap, he can do that. Yeah. Mm. And then like now both of them are more aware because they're they're both very observant 
characters. Yeah. And I guess something to think about too is like if it gets to the point where Aquaman's going to go back to the water, it's because he's tired. Mace Windu's probably also tired then at that point and would not necessarily have the same stamina to, to catch up right. or to hold him. Aquaman wouldn't turn and run unless he knew that he was safe to do so. Sure. Mm. Right. So like understanding that like oh he's tired. I have an opening here. Let he sees go. the opening. Yeah. He takes it. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna go. So then are we saying then Aquaman does win, right? Uh, Mace Windu wins on land and Aquaman Michael wins. Phelps wins the water, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep, I agree. Okay. So, who do you think would have won? Let us know in the comments and also let us know who else you'd like to see in our showdown segment for next time. But otherwise, that's it. Thank you for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Bye.